Welcome to No Pyro, No Podcast, or Armada Fancast, where we talk all things Jacksonville Armada. I'm your host, Daniel Dad Johnson, and today I have with me Derek. Hey, hey, how are ya? Doing great, doing great. And this week we have the veteran, Nathan Walter, or uh, Armada President, joining us. Uh, Going to talk about, what are we talking about? So we're, they've actually broken some news recently. They're, we have a women's team, uh, a U23 team, that is kicking off this year. We have a new women's coach this year. Um, so it, it's kind of um, exciting times. Uh, we got more football coming. We got David uh, uh, Gow, um, yeah. who just came from Oklahoma. Um, but was actually in the area for a hot minute. Um, so he's familiar with Jacksonville and what we're trying to do here. So it's kind of exciting to hear what's going on. And uh... We'll talk a little Armada anniversary, uh, 10th anniversary coming up, and also a little bit on the Section 904 anniversary. So sit back and have a listen. And joining us now is Armada President Nathan Walter. Nathan, how are you today? What's up, gents? What's up? What's going on? Uh, you tell us, man. You guys have uh, broken some uh, news lately. Uh, first, you guys said you guys were going to go into the start a women's team. And then uh, a few weeks later, you guys end up uh, purchasing a women's team, Florida Soul, and rebranding as the Armada U23 um, how did all this come about? Yeah, I think we're bigger than CNN now at this point with all our announcements. But um, you know, it's uh, ah, it's great. It's been great. It's um, it's something obviously we've been looking at for a while and been keeping quiet uh, as we go on the radar. But um, yeah, the opportunity came around. Everybody was pointing in the right direction, which is always a good thing uh, when you get into these conversations. And um, it was the right thing to do. And uh, we're super excited about it. So um, I'll be honest. I, I don't know too much. Uh, didn't know too much about this league before the announcement. Um, you guys are joining the Women's Premier Soccer League, the WPSL. Um, from what I've read, it's uh, just celebrated 25 years last year. Um, and they have quite a few teams. And the conference that it looks like we'll be in is the Sunshine Conference. Um with teams all up and down both sides of Florida. Um, how excited are you for uh, having a whole bunch of Florida teams to play to? Yeah, it helps, right? It helps create the relationships and the, and the, the derbies as such, and the fans can travel and et cetera, et cetera. But, um, but you know, this league is, um, we're, we're really fortunate with this league. I mean, it's it's been the spearhead and the point of um, development of some of the most elite, uh, women athletes um, that we have had in this country that have gone on to represent and win World Cups, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and um, particularly the soul, uh, the history uh, over in Clay County um, of the players that have come through there. Morgan Bryan being one of them, uh, oh, really? Carlton Smith being a, being another one. I mean, we're talking about you know world world class uh, players who have who have been a part of this uh, part of the soul, Clay County. And uh, I'm part of the WPSL, and the WPSL is very similar uh, in in status to the MPSL. And uh, we know how successful the MPSL has been um, over the past few years for us, especially. It's 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 really been a lifeblood for us. Um, so we're excited to really dive in, uh, play some of these local teams, um, 
give the opportunity to the community and, and go out there and compete and just like what we want to do on, on, on the boys' side, on the men's side, is win. And uh, we want to bring a championship back to Jacksonville. So you mentioned this, that the team was in Clay County. Uh, they play, played in Fleming Island. Um, is that still the plan going forward? Uh, no, no. It, we'll bring it back under the Armada, uh, complete look and feel of the Armada. Um, the stadium is still yet to be determined. It's, uh, it's a complex situation, to say the least. And um, the reason why we're building a stadium and um, hopefully we'll never have these issues <laughs> after this year. So, um, so no, it w- w- there will be a different location from where it's previously played. But um, Okay, good, because I, I know Duval, so it, it'd be hard to say that if we're in a different county. So it's uh, just want to make sure I get the chance right. Yeah, we're still in the 904. We ain't leaving the 904, so... Um, or what? What's the what's the new one? The three two four. The three two four. Three two four. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Ma- make sure you put that nine zero four in. What's the three two five one? It's three two four, I believe. Three two four. Three two four. Three two four. Cool. Yeah. Get rid of three two four. We don't want. It. Yeah. Yeah, three three two five would be El Paso, so it's probably uh, <laughs> reaching out to uh, old Mark Lowry when he was there. Gotcha. I think he's still got a four oh seven number. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. so um, the this WPSL league, um, it's a summer league like the NPSL too, right? So it's going to have a similar timeline as yeah, pretty much men's, pretty much parallel. You know, pretty much parallel to uh, the NPSL. Uh, the schedule has us potentially kicking off a little later um, than the men's. So the men's hopefully will kick off first, and then. The women's uh, will come in a couple of weeks later, uh, but exact pretty much parallel period due to the majority of it being college-based. Okay. And um, is your plan with the players to primarily fill with the local as well and then bring in some of the – try to recruit some of the better nationally players? Yeah, we're so, we're so, so fortunate in Northeast Florida of the quality of, of, uh, of women's soccer. And um, we have so many tar- talented players that are uh, that have been born and raised here, and uh, are playing at very high level, you know, um, college programs, and we'll be back here for the summer to uh, to play. Um, you know, we we've left it a little late, if I'm honest. It would have been nice to get this all sewn up, um, uh, you know, later in last year, you know. Uh, but we obviously had other other announcements going on towards the end of last year. Um, I imagine what that was. Yeah. And that, and that, would, that wouldn't be the uh, the Armada way of you know, <laughs> doing it anything too early. You know, never. <laughs> so poor, poor coach, uh, uh, poor coach uh, David Goff has his uh, work cut out in um, in really getting after it. But um, I've seen the depth chart and uh, super exciting. There's lots of talent. Uh, again, we're fortunate in the area. There will be some of those um, talented players coming in from across the nation, um, but we we're very fortunate where we are located in Northeast Florida with a quality of player already here. So you mentioned David Goff um, as a head coach. Um, from it sounds like he just came as the assistant coach from Oklahoma. Um, how did that all come about? Yeah, it's tough to call him David because all I've called him for the past four years is Goffy. So um, I'm going to call him Goffy. I'm going to get this started officially today. 
So um, this is someone that you've known for a while. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's been on the radar for for, for a while. You know, um, he was here um, working down um, in St. John's County a few years ago. He's he's been in and around Jacksonville. He left to obviously go to Oklahoma, and uh, and thankfully has come back to Jacksonville, and um, enabled us to kind of you know make this this opportunity uh, real and realistic. And, um, you know, when you look at Goffey's experience and background, I mean, there is nobody in Northeast Florida that has uh, the experience, the background, the energy, the hunger. Um, I mean, you can see it in this in 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 his eyes. He's ready for this opportunity. And, um, you know, we've been very, very good at selecting coaches who have been hungry, uh, specifically the last three hirings with Mark Lowry, um, Tommy Krizanovic and, and now Goffey. Um, it's something that we, you know, we spur on as such. And, um, and I'm very excited to watch him get to work and, and do his job. Yeah. I've heard through the neighborhood grapevine. He actually lived here in my, my neighborhood out here in Narnia. I got word of that yesterday and he was, uh, living out way out here in deep St. John's County. Yeah. You're in the middle of nowhere. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, they got woodpeckers out there, and, that's, and and a bridge that goes across the river. That's yeah, about it. Right? Some Sasquatches out there too. <laughs> that's for another day. So, um, obviously, with another team, another coach, um, support staff uh, is the is that going to be able to with the seasons going on at the same time? Will the support staff be able to balance two teams at once, or will you have to have more uh, separated support staff for the teams? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna uh, separate it slightly, but you know, as we do at Armada, we like to wear multiple hats, and uh, we'll be certainly working away and um, you know getting the job done as such. But uh, we do want the women's program to feel like it's it's professional and it's up to the level that the men's program has been for the last few years. So we have some made some strategic moves to to make sure that they feel um, they're getting the best. And uh, and being in the right environment to to focus and develop and, and become the players that we want them to be for hopefully potential future opportunities, right? So, so I was going to say, so you have somebody in a lab somewhere trying to uh, clone uh, Rich Santos. Yeah, we've been fortunate because there's been people around. Impossible. Which, yeah, impossible. that's impossible. But we, we've been fortunate that we've had people around him, around the organization now for the last few years. You kind of get a feel for it, understand it. Um, we'll have an army of interns uh, helping out as well. And, uh, you know, we'll be, we'll be in a good place. There's, it's, the, the staff are not worried about it. They just want to get on with it and get going. And, uh, and at the end of the day, everybody knows that when all the hard work's done and you're picking up a trophy, that is the most important bit. So, um, yeah, now we're ready to go. Everybody's ready to get on with it. So not too long ago, we were all at Wicked Barley and uh, uh, for an event that you guys were hosting. And you told a story about when the women's team uh, comes along, your daughter wants to be president of the team. <laughs> Can you tell the world on this show if she's running the team? Oh, she's been running my life for years and she will be for the next <laughs> 10 years so you know uh yeah that's already happening <laughs> but yes it was a very sweet moment when we left the uh, mls next pro announcement 
and she asked us, "Why, Daddy? Why? Why don't we have a women's team?" And uh, I said, "Oh, I said, well, that's funny you say that because we've been talking about that." And she goes, "One day, I want to be the president of the women's team." And uh, it was just a very, very sweet and uh, very emotional night, as myself and Derek know, sharing a a soft moment during that night. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was just a very sweet moment. So it was kind of cool to bring this to fruition and. Um, you know, we we got to thank Robert Palmer for for putting it out there and making it happen financially for us to be able to do this. So, uh, yeah, no, we're very happy, very happy. Yeah, was, was it hard to get all the people come together to make this happen? Uh, not, yeah, I wouldn't say it's hard, but when people are all pointing in the right direction, have the same mindset about it, and want it to be successful, um, you know, there's just there's so many great conversations I'm having at the moment. I feel I feel like I'm in coffee meeting or lunch literally every every day and uh meeting with people who are just so pumped so excited um they want to be a part of it they want to help it grow um a- across the whole assets right across the mls next pro team across the mpsl u23 men's team across the women's team it's just there's just so much great collaboration going on and um many many late nights <laughs> at the moment um, but um, we're going to get through on the other side of this, and um, it'll all be worth it when it's all said and done. So, so one thing in the press release that you guys had was it, it seemed for for years the the Armada has been very tied with JFC, but it seems like the reach is kind of coming together with more organizations around Jacksonville doing soccer um, with United Soccer Alliance and JFC. Um, is the plan to be more involved with the youth groups around the city? Yeah, I think, you know, we have a responsibility, right, that we need to make this attainable for everybody and inclusive for everybody. And in the past, that quite, that you know, that hasn't happened. And for many different reasons and many different reasons of, of you know, some of it was not deliberate. It just happened, right? You know, we, we had certain things fall into place where coaches – at a certain level we're at a certain youth club and we pulled them in to help us on the pro side of things and you know so on and so on so the location of a facility is 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 crucial you know it's um the the quality of that facility as well within duval county we don't have many great facilities and um, Patton park is it sticks out across the across the northeast region and um so it's it's all it's always difficult it's always difficult to differentiate yourself from one particular group um because of the quality of that group as well and the people that run it and, and et cetera et cetera but you know there are some great other programs out there and uh prime ancient city down in saint augustine uh united soccer alliance uh clay county um run a great program you know we need to we need to be more inclusive to those groups and um and that's been a game plan um you know ever since the armada we knew the armada was going to come under the mls soccer umbrella um to say hey how do we bring everybody in and feel like this is this is their team we are jacksonville's team right we're 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 here we're in northeast florida and um you know how how do we make everybody feel like it's it's their team and I, that is that is exactly what we're playing out right now. You hit the nail on the head. We are Jacksonville's team. Yeah, absolutely. 
So is um, what about ownership? Is there any chance that um, there could be any supporter type ownership in the future? Yeah, I mean, or look, investment. You, I should say. Yeah, maybe you can never scrub it out, right? You can never scrub it out. But we've not had that discussion. You know, that has not been a discussion for a while. And um, and the reality is, is that we've just got far more other things to focus on. Um, one being the stadium development, two being the MLS Next Pro stuff, uh, the NWSL bid, um, and then you know the infrastructure that comes under all of that. So um, potential youth alignments and those that programming, um, and uh, and yeah, so it's it's not something that's on the forefront. It's something that uh, we thought about in the past. If it comes to fruition, um, then it comes, but it may not. So. Yeah, it's it's there, right? I think it's always in the back of everybody's mind. And um, we'll see. We'll see if it ever plays out. Good stuff. So with the WPSO, we'll, we'll hit on that just a little bit more. Um, what are your goals in uh, year one, goals and expectations? I know what you're going to say. Yeah, well, well, you know, there's what I say publicly <laughs> and then there's what we say internally, right? And, right. Um, we're very data-driven. And when we look at it at the end of the day, the Armada is known for a certain style of football and a certain certain style of soccer. And just because we bring in a women's team, it doesn't mean that style or specific way of playing changes, right? They need to conform and play the same way. We have we have a club feel about the way we play. It's not it's not about bringing in the coach and the coach plays his way and it's his way or, or the highway. It's, no, you're a part of the Jacksonville Armada. This is the philosophy that we've put in place. And that really started... Um, back when we brought Mark Lowry through and uh, into the head coach position and we made a strategic decision to say, hey, we're going to be club-driven more than coach-driven and the coach has got to um, got to understand the principles of how we play. And um, and that was a big reason why um, why Goffey, you know, stood out as well. Um, very much kind of understood the way that, that um, Tommy played and Tommy was part of the committee that helped um, that helped select Goffey. Um, because again, this is this is something that we've been working on now since 2000, kind of uh, 15, 16-ish, you know, going into 2016 and laying the foundations of of the long-term success that we've had on the field and the, and the specifics, you know, for, not philosophy, but principles of play that the Armada want to be played for. Um, the worst thing I can, I could see is a team out there that doesn't, that doesn't, um, reflect what we've been asking and the principles we've been asking for from a Jacksonville Armada team. And um, I, I feel that Goffey has a great understanding of what we want to achieve and uh, the type of player we want to achieve. And, you know, that's that's really what it's going to come down to this year. It's it's about are we making good improvements? Does the data look good? Does our certain key performance indexes look good? Um, you know, we, we we hope that he can win from day one. But we also know that we want to see growth. And, you know, if the season doesn't start off the way we want it to, we want to make sure by the end of it, it's it's definitely moving in the direction that we want it to. So, All right. Good stuff. All right. So I think we're going to switch gears a little bit. So um, as everybody who listens to this podcast probably knows, we have a big uh, anniversary coming up. Let's talk a little, about, a little bit about... Uh, What's going on, and what everybody can expect in the uh, the anniversary party coming? Yeah, I can't. There's a few releases coming out over the next, you know, uh, here, from here to the 
from here. You, you know you can break it here, and then, right? And, uh, <laughs> you know, look, we we, we just uh, cracked over two hundred and fifty registrations on the uh, on the registration, and we're still a week and a bit out. So um, it's going to be busy. It's going to be packed. Um, we have great beer. We have uh, some great entertainment. What, what's the location? The uh, excuse me, I got the hiccups. Um, Ruby Beach Brewing in downtown Jacksonville, right next to the Florida Theater. And the date? It's got a what? Oh, uh, this is Sunday, February the eighteenth. Okay. Sunday, February the eighteenth. It's kind of funny. You just mentioned beer, and then all of a sudden you hiccup. So. Yes, I'm certainly not it's... drinking. I assure you on that one. But... Oh, okay. That's the problem. That could be, but um, yeah, no, we got we got some cool little releases coming out over the next week or so, um, which will amp up the excitement. Um, the ten year anniversary apparel is out. We have a little spin on that, which I believe is coming out tomorrow, um, and then um, yeah, and then we got some cool stuff. So uh, I think the uh, the scarf will be available for pickup. For those that have got season ticket reservations, there's a uh, a mini two foot, I think it's two foot long, um, scarf that you get from being on the ticket reservation uh, list. Um, so that would be cool. And then there's uh, a couple of other little cool pieces that will be fun to purchase on the night and drink out of. So look right. forward to it. Yeah, we're looking looking forward to that for sure. We also have the section nine hundred four ten year anniversary party coming. Um, I saw that today. Wonderful. I'm excited about it. There's a pickup in the morning, right? Pickup. Yeah, so it's going to be all day. all day. Pick up, pick up, and then EPL games in the afternoon. I think that's MLS opening day that same day as well. Ah, uh-huh, fantastic. Um, yeah, and the, so that's going to be the uh, 24th. 24th, yeah. Where's yeah, that going to be at, Dan? The pickup game is going to be at Memorial Park. Uh, the oh, so with the Riverside United crew? Yeah, right. Along with the Riverside United, in partnership with our friends at Riverside United. And okay. then we will have uh, EPL games at Birdies. And then also in the uh, – that will carry on into the evening where we're going to have some music, uh, DJ, and some other other things lined up. So so uh, you're telling me there will be a little uns uns action? There, I think there's going to be all kinds. I think there's going to – we're going to have a wide uh, variety. That's still being hammered out as we speak. So, so I can bust out the cowboy boots. There will uh, be accommodations for me. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know about that. Uh, you know, you know our crowd just as well as anybody else. Uh, I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't count on that. So, uh, just right, keep I'll, eye- I'll, I'll, I'll keep those for the Tim McGraw concert in March. Yeah, just, Mind just down. keep an eye. Yeah, just, yeah, just keep an eye on uh, Section Nine Hundred Four uh, on the social medias. Riverside United. Uh, I think there was a teaser video that came out yesterday or the day before. Yeah, I think it was uh, yesterday. We'll have- yeah, and we'll have more information, more information as we come along. So it's going to be a big, uh, big two weekends. Uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting. So I'm going to have to get rested up for that, um, for sure. All right, so talk, talking about 10 years, um, Nathan, you're the one who's been here since pretty much day one, um, as we've talked about in the past. What's your What's your most, I want to say most fond memory, your, your greatest memory, your, hap- your, your happiest time, happiest moment? Happiest moment. In your 10 years. I got yeah. a couple. I got, I, got, I got a couple. And uh, the, the away win in Ottawa was really, really emotional. And mm-hmm. um, I remember calling Mark Frisch up on um, FaceTime after. And uh, the relief of, of Mark Frisch and his voice 
um, who was the founding owner of, of the organization. Um, that was, that was pretty cool and unique in the, uh, in the locker room after, uh, there were tears shredded just because of the emotional ride again. Um, and it was just, it was just a wonderful time. That group of players were just such great people as well, you know, and then you got catering JJ and, and right. um, those people within that group. And, um, it was just such an emotional day, but it was such a, um, fulfilling moment to finally get that away win. And, Marcos Flores could shave his beard finally. <laughs> right, right, right. It was just, it was a very, it was a very humbling moment. And, um, we glad that we could just get it over the line. Yeah, and I can hear the I can hear the emotion in your voice right now. Yeah, no, it, it really was. And then, and then, honestly, the 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 second time was when we lifted that trophy and uh, in the MPSL twenty three at Episcopal, and um, you know, it was kind of cool handing the, the the trophy to Ava and then walking over to Tommy and then handing it to Tommy. Um, you know, that journey right there was just. I had COVID that day. Thanks for, bringing <laughs> that, bring, thanks for bringing up that moment that I had to share over FaceTime. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, uh, yeah. I mean, it was, just, it was such a, it was just a lot of moments there all came into one of like this whole journey that we've been on and the way those guys played that year, it really represented what the Armada is on the field. What, what I personally want to see the team look like on the field as well. And, um, you know the way Tommy handled that that season as well was just was great to watch. It was fun. It was a it was a really fun part of a very stressful year, but a a mm-hmm. very fun experience during that summer. And um, you know I had family here from England as well, uh, which was very cool. And you know it was just it was just it was just great. There, yeah, I can agree with you. there were a lot of emotions. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll back this night. up real quick because um, you brought up Mark Frisch. I I love that guy. Um, uh, he, he'd always like, uh, we had a group that would meet up at breakfast, usually at Metro diner, um, pretty much every Friday, Mark would occasionally come buy us breakfast. He was just a good guy to hang around with. He would bring food to the tailgates and even traveled to watch the team play. Not really more as the owner, but like he wanted to be a fan too. Like he, he would hang out in the supporter section and and do the cheers with us. Uh, I remember a few times down in Fort Lauderdale. I remember um, Carolina. Uh, he flew into there after we drove up. It was a rainy day. Uh, he brought um, like a hundred uh, Chick Fil A nuggets, and we had Chick Fil A nuggets and champagne um, for the tailgate because of Mark Frisch. Like he was just such a good guy. Like you one of those guys he just wanted to root that everything would kind of work out with him as the owner and unfortunately it didn't but now we have rp and we have a stadium plan and everything but i did like how you guys in the video showcase the the past and the present yeah i mean look we, we wouldn't be here without the frisch family right and um and, and mark's passion and love for the city and everything mm-hmm. that came with it I mean, we were all here in 2014 and 15 and really saw the expansion within the marketplace. And it was pretty incredible to watch, right? And uh, and be a part of and, and to feel it every single day. So, you know, it's unfortunate how everything played out. Um, but it was also fortunate that it did play out because we're now in this position, right? And um, so it's it's one of those one of those moments where, um, you know, I'm I'm 
I'm happy. Let's be real. That 2022 season doesn't hit the same without the ups and downs that we went through. Yeah, it certainly does. I mean, that was for for me personally, that was 10 years of ups and downs, right? Like it was, it was such a, such a roller coaster of a ride. And then knowing what was just around, potentially around the corner that we were getting close to making, you know, the (laughs) announcement and, you know, we've been talking from to MLS for a few years and, and um, it all was that team, into there, place. There's been what about five, six players from that team that have gone and received at least one professional contract. Uh, since then? Yeah, there's four of them currently playing pro, and then uh, there'll be another two that are on trial. This I actually just got off the phone with one today um, that is on trial with pro teams. So um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that, it, it was a talented so group. much talent. Yeah, it yeah. was. It really was. And I, I'm going to leave this and just tease you a little bit on this one, but. We did have a uh, sporting staff meeting uh, this afternoon, and um, this roster. You make it a comeback? Tommy's, I'm definitely not. Even <laughs> 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 though I scored, I did score five goals in a little uh, small sided uh, pickup. Who's ball table? Week. Oh, uh, what? I, I didn't <laughs> run more that... than 15, 20 yards, but I uh, that, knew where the net was. Was that where we were playing table soccer? Wait a minute. No, uh, no. It, it, was, it was FIFA. It was FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> But no, we're 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 very excited about this new group coming in this summer, and um, you know we we hope that we can fulfill because it hurt last year. Last year hurt. And yeah. uh, any, can you give us a returnees? We have a few of those. Yeah, we have a couple. We have a, we have a couple, and I don't mind giving you some of them. Obviously, Micah Thomas is coming back. Let's go. Um, uh, Gavin Penzone is going to be coming back. Good stuff. And, Keep them coming. And uh, I'll give you this one because those two should be coming back, right? The Jacksonville boys. Oh, they're the future. You they could sure tell they're the future. They sure are. But uh, and right. I can give you this one as well. And uh, Gianni Vicara is is uh, coming. Oh back. man, I, I can't wait to see how much more he's grown because every year he has come back and te- and and stepped up his game. Like the, his first year that he was here, it was all about speed. He didn't trust his teammates with the passing. Then that second year, he figured out, I my speed is killing everyone, and I can pass the ball and completely affect the game. And that has opened up everything for everybody. Like he is, I think he's going to have a big year this year. Yeah, I hope so too, because he's he's so talented and his heart's in the right place. And physically, uh, physically last year he came in as a specimen. Like, I mean, body fat percentage was down. He was lean. He was he was looking sharp, and um, you know, I it just didn't because there was a couple of injuries this year that kind of knocked him. Obviously, the broken nose didn't help either. But um, but I think he's going to be very special. I think this year could be a really breakthrough year for him. Good awesome. stuff. Good stuff. Man, I'm excited. I can't. I can't wait till we have like the schedule release and the uh, the the player roster episode. It's, it's going to be great. Can, can it be? Uh, when's everything going to get announced? Like March, April? Yeah, we hope. We hope it's sooner than that. Um, oh, even yeah, better. We, we hope it's sooner than that. I, I think the league are just finalizing schedules now, both across uh, the WPSL and the MPSL. Yeah, and I was going to say then, that. Uh... I was going to say that uh, MLS Next Pro was announcing their schedule on Thursday of this week. <clears throat> One question about schedules: What's that alignment going to look like between the WPSL and the uh, MPSL team? Is there going to be any thought? 
put into that to try to stagger those um, or maybe double headers? Two or... games, one day. Yeah, so this is interesting that you're saying that because, um, you know, what we don't want to do is devalue the women's brand or the men's brand right. when it's all said and done. You know, so um, one of the things that we're looking at right now is um, the women's, the WPSL, WPSL actually kick off uh, earlier in general. So a lot of the scheduled times that we're looking at right now are kind of that late afternoon. So what we're kind of thinking about is, um, is if the women are at home, then there could be a watch party in the evening with the men's, right? If the men's are away okay. mm-hmm. and then vice versa. If, um, if the, uh, the women are away, we can do a watch party pregame and then into, you know, the Armada U23 men's game. So, so let me throw you a curveball real quick. Um, Dan, myself, and a few other people that we know, we like to go to away days. Will there be setups to help us be. watch those games while we're traveling away so we can keep up with these teams? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So you actually have to stream it on the uh, WPSL. So okay. um, so I don't want to... Here we go, here we go. This is when you need the beer. Yeah, we have a very exciting opportunity on the streaming side, which we're, um, which we're, um, we're talking through right now uh, with a potential local partner. And um, if that comes off, it could be really, really exciting. So I'll leave how, it there. How local? Local, local? Yeah, very local. Like, very, very, very local. I was and, hoping, uh, uh, I was thinking maybe uh, Derek's friends over at Marketable Sports. And oh, Pensacola. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> from a maze pie. Let's stay uh, yeah, away we, from that. We could have a little pie talk. Um, In fact, they might be muted. They might be yeah, I'm, I'm boycotting all things Pensacola right now. I'm still <laughs> butt hurt. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, we're all we're all a little butt hurt over uh, Pensacola. Yeah. That's for sure. All right, yeah. so going back to uh, we we were talking about memories and we kind of wandered off this way. What's what's the Not funniest bad. memory that you have that you can share? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know there's some that you can't share. I think you've shared a couple with us that uh, <laughs> that are probably not uh, shareable to the general public. But uh, you have anything? Yeah, we- uh, we just had so the um, that 2017 team. We mm-hmm. used to, we used to do this. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you look at that 2017 team. You had Drew Becky, Zach Steinberger, um, uh, Caleb. Some of the biggest, funniest personalities you could possibly ever be right. around. And um, and we had so many good characters. Kieran Kilduff in that group, and uh, and <laughs> we used to do this. Um, order of the court. So, uh, so basically, you take your fines, right? So, so you would across the week, you would accumulate fines for people leaving either equipment, you know, being late to meetings, etc., etc., etc. And um, you know, it was small fines, one dollar, two dollar type thing. And uh, and the staff were involved as well. So, if the staff forgot stuff, they got fined. So at the, every week we used to do this court and basically you have a panel of um, jurors and uh, I think Pitch, Pitch was Pitch was always the judge. I believe Pitch was always the judge because he was captain and the, uh, the oldest in the room. And um, but to be fair, he was the oldest and smartest in the room. Um, and, um, you know, and, and basically they, if you're, if you wanted to appeal your fine, you could come up, you could state your case, and then the jurors would vote against it, right? 
and um, <laughs> Drew Becky used to do this cowboy accent and hat, and he used to wear a cowboy hat and do it. And when I tell you, it was the, the funniest, funniest, funniest thing you have ever seen. Hilarious. The, the banter that was flying around, you know, people would throw people under the bus. I mean, you could clearly see that they were innocent. And some of the jurors were, you know, were, uh, what, what do you call a, a rogue juror? Yeah. I know. But, <laughs> but you know, they would just throw them under the bus anyway. And then the fines would obviously get doubled because you try to appeal it, et cetera, et cetera. But um, just that that whole culture. Me, me and Mark Lowry used to be in the back of the back of the room, just crying. It was just, it was incredible. They, they were very enjoyable moments, you know. Those pieces off the field when you when you're with the group. Sure. In um sure. in 2015, yeah, 2015, uh, the initiation dances were incredible. Wait, what? The <laughs> these, these were pretty special. So, um, so that. Please tell me it involved Hoyos dancing. Of course, of course. I mean, everybody. I mean, it was everybody. And, um, you know, the, uh, we had such a, a Latin American kind of influence. And, um, I remember Lucas Scaglia, uh, pretty much stripping down to his, his boxer shorts, basically doing the full Monty dance, swinging his clothes above his head, digging <laughs> uh, away. And, um, you know, it was just, it was incredible. That, that's that's my move at weddings. Yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you put a bunch of men in a room and they can very easily, quickly become children. And, um, you know, and it, well, was, hope- it was just really good times. I mean, you know, there were fond memories and, um, and uh, good times. All right. So, so when when you brought up 2017 and threw out those names, I seriously thought you were gonna throw out like when you got ejected in Boca. Well, no, that was 2018. Oh, that was 2018. That was, 2018. That was uh, yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. I don't know what they're. Is, is that the only uh, game you've been ejected from? Come on, come on, Derek, chill out. Oh, come on, no, I'm trying to come back. <laughs> chill out. Man's probably trying to throw me into the bus, right? Yeah, there you go. No, was that, that was um, that famous one at uh, New York Cosmos. Yes. Oh, I, I missed that one. Yeah, that one was, um, and my whole family, or my wife's family were here in Jacksonville mm-hmm. watching on TV. And for some reason, and I'm a nobody, but for some reason, that camera panned on me all the way around. Until I, I left, that. I, I don't that. remember this at all. Yeah. So, yeah. so what's crazy is Mark. We we then went back to New York later on in the season, and Mark got ejected. That's right. And um, I think we drew my my ejection, but we won his ejection, or maybe we won both of them. Did Did you have to go in front with a cowboy hat? To appeal it? No, no, no. <laughs> so, so, that referee is actually in MLS now. He's, he's the, the bold gentleman in the MLS. I totally forgot his name. But um, that was oh, okay. so silly. That was such a silly... Well, he's, he's a bald guy. He must be a good guy. Oh, my. Yeah, oh, must guy, yeah he must be a great guy. He must be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even say right. anything. I just said, do your job. And next thing you know, I'm gone. And, there you uh, go. Yeah. Obviously, his definition of job is different than yours. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we've got a, we've got two personal questions. Uh, the question of the of the season this year has been so far uh, in all of our episodes, and I believe we may have discussed this before with you, maybe not. Pineapple on pizza. Oh, Where do you stand? Every day of the week. I'm a pineapple pizza guy. There you Let's go. go. I'm a pineapple. Let's go. go. Team pineapple. 
Pine team pineapple. pineapple and ham, the Hawaiian yep. pizza. Oh, you can't be it. You can't. So, I don't know if you've listened to the latest episode that we released with uh, Dustin from Mobile, um, who dressed up as a pineapple at the AFC Mobile games. Interesting. Um, apparently, kids <laughs> would come up to him, have him sign the cans of pineapple, and he had him promise that he would not put it on pizza. It, like it's terrible. I, I love the guy, but man, that's just like criminal to yeah. to get kids kids to like agree to that. Yeah, I don't know if you should be locked up for that or wearing the pineapple suit. <laughs> I, I have no room to comment. You see me here's one and two. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, one final personal question, and uh, I know you and I have talked about Formula One in the past. What are your feelings about uh, Lewis Hamilton's departure from uh, Mercedes? Ah, shocking, eh? Shocking. But you know the car, yeah. the car hasn't been right for a while with Mercedes, and he fills the seat. You know, I think um, he still wants to win, clearly. And uh, yeah. Ferrari, uh, he feels Ferrari's the car. So well, Ferrari's, I think, on the rise. It's just the strategy who, who, sinks. He took science, uh, science seat, right? Yes, Carlos Sainz. Yes. Yeah. You know. well, who do you think takes Hamilton's seat? Do you think it's going to be Sainz or like Alonso? Or no, they got the young lad, right? Haven't they brought in a young kid? Yeah, they've they've talked there. There's rumors of that. Yeah, I can't remember the the guy's name. Yeah, that. they've talked about that. Yeah, but uh, we'll see how that happens. All right, Nathan, we thank you for your time and thank you for giving us some uh, throwing some crumbs at us. Uh, hey, so, he broke but, some news. Uh, we we got yeah, three sure. players that that we know are coming back. That's it. Let's go. I I count. Uh, how many games we got? 10, 12, 14. I count fourteen wins. There you go. There you go. We're going all the way. So what is it? It'd be more. Than Let's go. That another yeah. six. Yeah. Twenty. Go eighteen. I think it's eighteen. Eighteen. Right? So we got twelve season games. You already hear first, guys. Twelve with playoffs potentially. I think. But uh... yeah. all right. So okay. All right, Nathan, thank you for your time as always. Like I said, you're the first person to appear on this podcast as a guest three times. Oh, plus yeah. all the interviews that we've had with you. Hat trick. Yeah, we, so yeah, hat trick. So, yeah. Um, so I guess the uh, I guess the next big thing we'll talk about is when we get some uh, some stadium news. So uh, yeah, we won't go coming. into that today. Yeah, that's coming. So let's get, like you said, let's get past the anniversary and uh, we'll go from there. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, the veteran, Nathan Walter. Veteran? How old am I? But you're you've been with it. You're the you're the veteran of you've you've been here since day one. You're the only one left, sole survivor. Veteran. So, um, he started this gangster shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So there you go, Nathan. Thank you very much. So Derek, that was Nathan. A lot of uh, a lot of topics discussed there. Um, also, how about that uh, little bit of uh, a few uh, crumbs of information about the upcoming roster he threw us. Oh, um, uh, which which roster? Uh, kind of excited there. Uh, the fact that he, he seems excited with our new coach on the women's side and some players that came in, and I didn't realize that we've had so many uh, great U.S. women's national team players that have come through this area before. So I'm yeah. really excited about that. But uh, you're right on the men's side. Um, you you knew who the future was going into last year and. I like the fact that he said that they're coming back. Yeah, for sure. That was, uh, you know, it's it's always good to see, you know, the the the, the young guys that have that have kind of worked their way up with us. Um, 
And it's, you know, it's, that's what we've always been, you know, been about is trying to get that, that path to pro, right. And, you know, MLS next pro is going to be part of that, uh, what we're doing with MPSL, um, and even what we're doing with the, uh, women's side of things. So it's, uh, exciting to, uh, see for sure. Yeah. So, and I kind of figured Mike Thomas would be back. I definitely was hoping Gavin Pinzone like is going to be, well, uh, like th- those two guys, how many times did we say here in the last year? We thought they were the best player, best two or three players on the pitch. Yeah, and I think they it, were high schoolers. Yeah, I bet if we could go back and and go back through the old episodes where we would, you know, talk about your your man of the match or, or kind of what you thought they did feature in uh, those choices for sure. Yeah, All right. and then um, Geo, mm-hmm. oh, love the kid, man. It, yeah, for sure. He's definitely been my uh, probably my, him and Edu have been my favorite two players the last. Uh, uh, three four years. Um, so I'm excited to hear see him come back. I I still think he's the fastest kid in the NPSL um, until he leaves. Okay. Um, like his, his his wheels is just a, a different level and just changes everything in the game. For sure. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. So we'll close it as we always do with a go Armada. Vamos Armada. See you later. Bye. Go on,